Hello, welcome to the show. This is Digital Age Ascendance, episode 11, Going Back to School. Everything. And then I found that I have to take statistics for math for a psychology degree. <laughs> really? I'm like, really? Uh, okay. So I have to go back to class. Yeah, statistics. I mean, it, it, it's funny. I mean, the uh, uh, statistics seems to be that one really class that just about every um, everybody, regardless of their, their major, ends up having to take. I, I don't know if that's sort of a uh a uh, panacea for all kinds of uh um adult type math stuff uh you know oh. like maybe maybe if you know statistics you automatically know how to balance your checkbook or figure out uh, what your car payment is going to be at a given interest rate i don't know I but uh <laughs> yeah yeah it seems no, like I, I didn't get it either like so everybody like, okay. has to take seems like everybody has to take statistics and or uh, maybe that's an accreditation thing. I don't know. In any event, it worked. Uh, just remember mean and standard deviation. <laughs> <laughs> I barely got past algebra. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, okay. uh, so, well. um, oh, okay, cool. Sorry, I got a just got a text from my old, the real estate agent I was working with about boxes. Oh, okay. Boxes to give and get rid of. Oh, okay. 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 I was going to say, I know it's been a while since we've talked. I mean, I know you. No, no, no. It just, uh, she, well, then there goes my cat. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's off on her perch. Um, no, uh, she gave me a bunch of boxes when we were, uh, the whole transition thing with moving. And I'm like, sure, I'll take them. <laughs> and then I ended up buying a bunch, uh, because I ran out with hers and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to return the favor. If you need them, you know, they're yours. I'm not using them any longer. So I just, I decided on our move, I'm going to try to get a little proactive. Like I, I bought some, uh, I bought some fairly, um, well, what I consider inexpensive. They were like 15 bucks each for a, uh, like a 30 gallon tub with a top on it from home Depot. I got about, eight of those and uh and yellow ones? To, yeah the black and yellow ones God, yeah those are awesome <laughs> well the reason i did is because um i've i've about got it in my head that my next vehicle is going to be a pickup and i've already been told that most of the garages in um in this development unless they're specifically ordered as a extra wide garage um, will not fit a full-size vehicle and a full-size pickup. So um, I'm, so like I say, ahead of that, I'm just saying, well, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm not going to have garage space anyway, I'm going to make kind of a kick-ass storage space out of my, uh, out of the wall area uh, where my garage, uh, where my uh, truck would be parked. And in the house we just moved out of, I had, I had everything at the front of the garage on a couple of big rack systems, but they had a hodgepodge of different, uh, different size, uh, tubs in there. And I think just for my own ADHD, uh, I want everything to be the same, um, 
the same style, same color, and I'll just label what's in it. <laughs> and so that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to have black and yellow uh, Home Depot tubs, and I'm going to I'm going to just plan on labeling them when uh, when I get you know kind of kind of organized and uh, put it in there. And I'm I'm going to put it on. Uh, the front side as well as uh, my side where my truck would have been and then just have maybe a, a little spot for like a little workbench area or something yeah, or those, just those keep it open. Awesome. I, I got them because yeah. I hated the ones that the plastic ones, like you get at target, they're too angular. Mm -hmm. And these, these black and yellow ones are awesome because they're, they're, they're still angular, but they're such a, a deep cut angle that you, they're nice to be able to put stuff in. Well, what I what I also found out is that the the tops are consistent, and um, you know if you have to stack them up on top of each other. See, like I brought five of these tubs with me, full of our stuff that uh, was in various things that we need just in the interim period that we're going to be in this apartment. Um, and when I was taking everything out, I was able to stack them all and put mm -hmm. put them all in uh, in one small footprint going up yeah. and since i'm six i'm six four i mean it's like to me i'd much rather lift an empty box uh you know you know two feet over my head and have it stacked stacked up that high uh rather than having to have uh, cardboard boxes that uh you crush. know you have to crush or or try and figure out what's in it and stuff so um, it worked out really well for us as far as the, the packing, because again, and again, my, uh, my, my SUV, uh, actually was able to carry about six of them. So, um, I only had to put one in Holly's car. So, um, and we're, we're coming to, like I say, my father-in-law's apartment and he's got a garage, but it's a real long, narrow one with just a very small landing on it. So those those buckets come in real handy as far as yeah. just, you know, taking up that little space and you still get the vehicle in. So, yeah, no, I, I love them. I've been, I haven't bought any, I bought Missy. My wife has bought smaller ones, not the black and uh, the uh, yellow ones, but the smaller plastic ones for school or for the kids. But yeah, I've got a sure. ton of those stuff. Cause I've got uh, a bunch of, you know, EDC gear and prep gear and all kind of stuff. And I'm like, I just label right. it. I got my GoPro on a small one. I got all, all the camera gear. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so much nicer when you don't have to open a, excuse me, a box to, you know, dig. And once it's, once it's labeled, it's awesome. So well, for me, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the apartment for. Um, well, they are coming back from Maine after Labor Day. So about September, I, I think September 11th or 12th is when they'll be back. So, um, you know, and they, they knew they were going to be up there in Maine this whole time, uh, before we ever went through the process of, uh, of, uh, looking for a house and all that kind of stuff. So, um, we're actually going to go visit them, um, in about three weeks, I think, but, nice. um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's going to really be nice because I think the highs there and the, like the, maybe the, the. 75 ish range, uh, here recently and, uh, Dallas and college station are probably on the same, uh, weather pattern. I mean, it's been over a hundred pretty much every day we've been here. So I'm just not working out working in it. Like I was up there getting the house 
oh, you know, I was, packed up and ready to go. Yeah, I was doing cleaning downstairs, just getting rid of cardboard boxes, giveaway stuff, and all kinds of other stuff that I finally had time to do. Yeah. The joy, the joys of you know living life. So what's new other sure. than moving? Well, what we got. Uh, you know, um, uh, I, uh, I guess I would say, uh, at least me personally, it's, um, you know, I had some, uh, I had some, you know, concerns about a year ago when we first started talking about making this move down here, uh, simply because I, I calculated it and I moved to Dallas, uh, the first time when my sister was five. So that'd be, I was four and that'd be 1965. Okay. And, uh, we, um, we stayed there when my dad was in Vietnam at that time. And then when he got back, uh, we moved up to Seattle in 1967 and came back in 68 when he got uh, transferred down here. My brother was born up there and came back and stuff. So, but I'm just putting all the numbers together and it's like really with the exception of my college years and a little bit of time, you know, while my dad was uh, transferring in and out from the military, I've been, I've been basically in the Dallas area, um, you know, from one end of it as far north as Frisco, which is about maybe 30 miles away from the city center. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way down to East Dallas and Lakewood, which is basically right off the shoulder of uh, downtown Dallas, uh, this last go around, um, for over 50 years. I'm only 61, so it's like, you know. Yeah. I, so, so it, 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 I, I, I guess I was expecting me to not be as comfortable with the move thus far, but I, I, I tell you, I, I have really you know, over the last year, I mean, it has just become more and more apparent that I'm getting a little tired of living in the big city of Dallas. Yeah. Santa Rosa, where I live in Santa Rosa, it's uh, north of San Francisco. So it really isn't that bad. It's uh, you know, literally in the heart of wine country. You know, I yeah. go 20 feet outside my door and literally, yes, Nathan, I'm in the middle of the show. <laughs> I forgot to turn it on. <laughs> hi nathan <laughs> no so in effort to what he's one looking up and down like this quizzical confused look on his face is so being the smart aleck that i kind of am i had i found this no yeah me never no. i found this sign that said live that you turn a button on and it turns them on <laughs> so <laughs> i can close the door and it says live across the front door uh, over the door and going and nathan kind of looked up and going why isn't it on because i forgot to turn it on <laughs> uh yeah i got a little busy today um no and it's like so wine country it's nice it's you know it's temperate you know i don't like it getting over 85 90 degrees but that's just mm-hmm. me uh i yeah. start melting and you know shutting down um but uh it was it's nice area i mean san francisco you're not really kind of give me an idea when we moved up here in 81 i was a little bit younger than my sons uh it was i think seventy-five thousand people give or take uh is that in the city or in the county that was in santa rosa itself okay 
Uh, uh, let me see what I think it was 1980. Uh, let's see. Well, 19, 1980 census. Yes, yeah, I can actually get there. Uh, yeah, 1980 census total population in the city of Santa Rosa was 83,000 people. Okay. It jumped up 30,000 people in 10 years to, I think, what was the last one, 2020? Yeah, that'd be the last big one, yeah. And now we're at 178,000 people. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's not a... I mean, considering where you're at and the proximity to San Jose and, you know, San Francisco, I mean, that's not, that's not egregious. Mm -hmm. I mean, over, over what, 40 years? I mean, Uh, yeah, almost 50 now, but yeah, 50. Exactly. You know what? That's something you'll, you may be able to solve for when you take your statistics class. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to give you a little, a a little, a little uh, encouragement. You know, you you can find that uh, that growth rate out of that maybe, oh, yeah. maybe algebra, but whatever. <laughs> Rise over run. I mean, it's yeah. Yep. Yep. But it, but it's a it's a nice area. I, you know, the schools are decent. I, I can't complain. I have you know certain issues with administrators, but you know that's my own personal issue. But yeah. when I literally live within three miles of a high school, a junior high school, and a elementary school. Mm-hmm. I'm in pretty good shape. Reno's four hours away. You know, LA's eight. Well, Anaheim's about five if you drive 90. Um, how, but, how close to the ocean are you in Santa Rosa? About 40 minutes. Oh, see, that's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's a nice area. It's just expensive. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, again, um, there's, uh, you, you know, there's pluses and minuses and oh, yeah. stuff. And, and I mean, you know, they... Uh, yeah, that that area of the country, I no doubt, is beautiful. I mean, the uh, you know, of course, I, I've told you before about my my times out in Napa, and then going through, you know, Marin County and up to the you know the the uh, Muir Woods and stuff. By the way, is that where the where I've been hearing about all the things with the um, sequoias that are uh, in danger of uh, getting um, getting burned? I know there's a there's a big um, there's a big fire, but I, I don't know if there were sequoias in other places in California other than uh, that that northern San Francisco area. Well, it's north. Uh, Mirror Woods scarred trees reveal history of wildfires. That's one well, I, I, I seem to recall that they were even um, that there was it was a location where they were actually wrapping the tree trunks with I don't know, mylar or some flame retardant thing because the wildfires were getting so close to it. I mean, it must I not be there. I, I haven't heard anything. Not. I have to, my, I have to ask my wife, but she's out with my daughter. Um, I don't yeah. know. I know Muir Woods is literally probably once you get on the North side of the Golden Gate Bridge, it's probably about 10 minutes, 15 minutes up the road. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very close. It's very close to that uh, Golden Gate entrance and, you know, That's it was just, County. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never actually have never stepped foot in Muir Woods. Wow. I, I I will I will tell you this with all sincerity. I went there with my ex in like twenty, I want to say it was twenty sixteen, and 
when we split up in 2018. But um, the the um, the thing that struck me, in addition to the awesome, amazing beauty of these these incredibly massive trees, that's the last place. Seriously, the last place I've ever seen a payphone. And there was a payphone on a pedestal that that was made to look like a giant uh, sequoia. I mean, I, obviously with plastic, they didn't do anything like that. And it was just, it was maybe about I don't know, 10, 15 feet tall or whatever, but carved out in the middle of it, they had a payphone and it was still working. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's one of the I few even took California. a picture of it. There's, yeah, there's, I'm I sure. see them every once in a while, depending on the neighborhoods that I, I go in, you see them every once in a while, but yeah, payphones are non-existent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've on another, I go to, I know the, uh, <clears throat> I wish the kids had more interest in going into uh, like the forest. I know they, for, the boys are going to be going next year to their outdoor education thing. And my daughter uh, went to hers up in um, a place called Armstrong Woods was part of it. Uh-huh. And then they went to, uh, I can't remember the name of where they went. Uh, and another thing where there was cabins and everything else. No cell there. There was literally no cell phone service or wireless service unless you were in the main building. Wow. So, wow, they're really they're they would really be roughing it there. That's for sure. Oh, it's like speaking of which I was just talking to my wife that I have thought about an idea. I haven't wondered by the kids yet of actually going hand over your cell phones and your iPads and I'm going to hand in a map and a compass. And we're going to go on a scavenger hunt through Santa Rosa. Wow. Where they're actually going to learn how to read a map and use a compass. You know, uh, that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good skill to have. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that I could find the North star, but I always know where I always, I always know where, where my directions are because I can see where the sun's at before Uh noon and afternoon. And I mean, it's just, and, and the reason I bring it up is because while I was driving my wife over to her appointment this afternoon, that's, that's why I was late. Um, Oh, you're good. Long story. Well, she's just still not dealing well with the heat, and she's even though she went to school here, she's really unfamiliar with the area, uh, and it's going to take some time to come back. So I just said, "Well, I'll drive you and stuff." But she brought up, "Well, how would you like to uh, go horseback riding?" I said, "Well, you know, at sixty plus years old, that's not really something that uh, <laughs> makes me feel like I'm either a missing out on something or b need to spend a lot of time uh, perfecting." And she goes, well, what if what if there's an EMP and all the electronics are burned out and stuff and you have to get around? Then you'd like to know how to ride a horse. That's like, wow, I guess so. I mean, first, that's awful dark at this point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think to the point being made is I think there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, trying to uh, become... Uh, a little bit more self-sufficient, a little less dependent on our devices, a little less dependent on, um, you know, somebody up the chain of command uh, as far as um, as far as being able to uh, you know, have things like uh, food and water and stuff. I mean, I think there are some skills that, you know, uh, may hopefully not, but may come in handy uh, in in the coming years. I mean, yeah, no, uh, I, do. I agree. You know, 
being able to hunt, being able to field dress an animal that you've, that you've taken down, um, whether or, or being able to fish and be able to clean a fish. I mean, again, you know, it's, it's not the most pleasant thing in the world to do, but um, it's, either that or die. it's either that or die. Um, and I will, and I will share along those same lines is that um, I, again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm tinfoil hat prepper or anything like that, but I did happen to cross a book that had a lot of do it yourself projects. And some of them were for, you know, things like creating your own uh, fresh, fresh water storage system, you know, like, like, you know, stacking, stacking plastic barrels in a rack and stuff and building a filtration system that you can, you know, collect rainwater and, um, and that sort of thing. And I mean, this house we're moving into is going to have, uh, have a, uh, sprinkler system already installed, but I'm thinking, and I do want to plant, plant a garden. That's the other thing, plant a garden, grow some of my own food. Um, and, but, I almost want to, you know, take up as much of the lawn space as I can get away with, with growing food and growing fruit and stuff like that. Um, and then having a supply of water that I'm not having to, you know, run a sprinkler system to go get to. I mean, not just, not just for having the, uh, having the, the, the water on hand or whatever, but just, also the satisfaction of knowing I can follow instructions and actually do this and, you know, create something that, uh, you know, who knows, hopefully it'll never be necessary. Uh, hopefully, but I, I think you bring that up and I found it rather amusing that there are some municipalities out there that make it illegal to collect rainwater. I'm like what? Like how is collecting I, I, water from the sky illegal? Yeah, I've I've heard of that too, and uh, you know that that brings me to the other point. It's I think Dallas is one of those uh, one of those municipalities that if uh, if it's not illegal to do that, it's it's probably one of these things that uh, since most of the neighborhoods have a homeowners association affiliation with it, it, there's probably a number of these HOAs that probably would would not look kindly on it. Um, it's kind of why I'm very, very glad to be here because it seems like people are, uh, a little, uh, less concerned about that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously you don't want to make it a, a big garish kind of thing, but, um, you know, the, the project plans that I saw, I mean, it's like maybe, I don't know, six feet by, uh, well, maybe a six foot wide base and maybe up to eight feet tall and you can easily put it on the side of your house mm -hmm. and in fact it's meant to tie into your your downspout on your gutters so yeah, yeah you know I, I I'm, I'm of the opinion what what I don't tell people and I'll let them find out for themselves and to me it's easier easier to ask for forgiveness than permission uh yeah what, what people don't know they can't say anything about that's right. Pretty much sums That's it up. Right. Like I had I had about four wine or not wine barrels, but water barrels that I had set up for watering, literally watering the yard. Yeah. And then it, you know, I had it, and then I think I was having issues with the because they were set up where you could have a spigot on it. Sure. And it just didn't. It wasn't. Uh, 
I don't know what happened to it. I still have my tumor from my mother-in-law's when we were in the process of trying to move out of here, but um, yeah. that changed. Uh, so I still have them. And then I just got to reroute them. Once the roof is done, I got to reroute the stuff into a, uh, them again. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, I look in the prepping issue and a lot of dads and I see asking questions about it. And, the, and it's like, we have long lost the art of what when you went to school of life skills they don't do it anymore right and they, they they should i think we brought this up on prior shows but i think you know that idea of you know giving taking that stuff for my daughter who's the boys don't have a phone yet and they won't get one unless they're doing something that warrants it yeah. um but having them going out it granted it's santa rosa so you're not really going to get lost sure. but having the skill of following a compass and an ability not to get lost is a good thing. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, um, you know, what was, what was interesting to me, even gosh, 20 years ago in my, when my two boys, well, when my oldest was seven, they had a, a YMCA program. They used to call it Indian guides, but somebody around that time felt like that was disrespectful to Native Americans. So they just ended up calling it Y guides, even though all the same ceremonies, uh, you know, the leather vests, the beads, the, you know, the headdresses, it was all still very Native American culture oriented, but that's another story. Um, but it really, it, it really just turned out to be which at the time it didn't really strike me as odd because i i enjoyed it so much but it really was just like a uh, break time for dad away from mom and the rest of the family with one of your sons yeah. or twins or whatever i mean basically we just <laughs> yeah we would we'd be going out to some lake or something and we'd throw all our stuff in and they'd have activities for them and they'd get tired of that after a while and pretty soon it'd be well, who can build the biggest fire and who's going to be the first kid to burn themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and who's going to, who's going to, again, it was, there was very little education about life skills. It was really just kind of, you know, and then the dads would <laughs> drink beer till one in the morning or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think those, uh, I like what you're doing, Michael. I mean, I think that's, I think that would be something, uh, that, uh, you know, knowing you, you can probably make it real fun and be, <laughs> be you know, give them some extremely motivating uh, scavenger items that, uh, you know, who knows, maybe uh, maybe you take the batteries out of their phone and uh, and you uh, you guide them, you know, individually to their phone batteries so they can use them. Yeah. Well, it's just that that's it. I, my, yeah, like I said, my boys are got their iPads, but my daughter's on the phone constantly. And I'm like, okay, hand me your phone. Right. I'm not taking away from you. We're just going to change things up. <laughs> so how old is your daughter anyway? I, I forget. Uh, she will be 15 in about nine days. Okay. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. You better hustle on that one. Cause uh, yeah, it's going to be harder and harder to pry up from her from her uh from her fingers Trust uh, me. It, it, she you, you believe it or not she actually <laughs> my wife and her i would give her a ration of crap i'm like we see her come up wait a minute you don't have your phone on you are you sick yeah. uh so uh yeah she just she <laughs> poor girl so <laughs> my insurance 
had I can't I have to pay out of pocket now for her uh, dental stuff. But she. So I come home from work one day. And she's telling me she's got some tooth pain. I'm going, can you give me a level of pain on what you have? Uh, Is it like one? Is it a 10? Is it, you know, whatever. So she said it wasn't bad. And it's gotten got progressively worse over the Uh, weekend. I'm going, okay. And then she comes up. I should have said something when you said we should go to the dentist. You think? Does she have like an abscess or something? I don't know what it was. Is I think she's got a couple problems. Is she's got her one of her wisdom teeth is pushing forward, but it's not broken through yet. Yeah. So they took her in, they cleaned out a lot of what they could. I, what amazed me even more is that the, her, her normal dentist, you know, she explained the pain, went in and saw the dentist and the dentist didn't even really prescribe any antibiotics or uh, painkiller. I'm going, you could have at least given her that. And then yeah. she finally, and then after that, she gave the doctor gave us a referral to a dentist that would have done this, the, the work that needed to be and couldn't get her in until August 25th. I'm going, I'm not making my daughter wait two months to get wow. in to see you. So we went back to the original doctor and they gave us another, uh, another um, uh, referral who got her in quicker. And I was just like, okay, I, I just amazed me, but it's a learning experience because we harped on her about brushing her teeth. And of course, what do teenagers do? Ignore you. <laughs> yeah. So she kind of had to suffer a little. I'm going, did we learn anything? Like, yeah, brush your teeth. Uh, yeah. So, so it sounds like she's got also some gum issues because I mean, yeah, a root canal type of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you know, hard lessons. Hard Uh, lessons. Yeah. Uh, I I am also what is more irritating is that my insurance through my company only took, I, I think the max for each kid was two grand. Yeah. So I literally last year I had her get some had her get work done and then she hit that mark. So I had to I had to wait. It was only a couple months, so it, and it wasn't anything major dental wise that she needed done. And then I had to wait for it to reset in order to go through. Oh, she's yeah. already she's already burned through her whole coverage just for mm-hmm. her, which I can't go into the the my other kids because it's not for them. But I was like, oh, come right, on. right. That's yeah, unfortunately that's and most I don't believe any dental coverage, at least in Texas here, that I'm familiar with, will cover orthodontia. I mean, what's what's interesting is that if you can create a group, um, you can get small, small group benefits. Yeah. And that that's what people, you know, particularly with younger kids that have these sorts of things. Yeah, that's a strategy. I'll say, well, you know, if you, you know, if you think you're going to have dental issues um, that you need coverage for, you know, this is what you can buy, you know, through the marketplace. Right. But if you go in a group um, and people, people think that, you know, groups are significantly more expensive um, and they can be, but they can, um, they can also uh, save you a lot of money because of the amount of coverage they get. Um and you get to you get to that full coverage level, 
a lot quicker than you do if you're, you know, just buying it uh, either on the uh, uh, the ACA exchange or, yeah. um, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's just irritating. I, I, I've never been is. a big fan of insurance and it's not because of the people. It's because that you, you do something wrong and then they fight you to pay it out. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> you, know. you know, and that's, and that, oh boy, do I, and, and you know, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, I sell this stuff and I tell people, you know, time is your friend on, on, on insurance. Cause you know, I've waited too long for myself to get, you know, like a, like a critical illness and, you know, cancer, stroke, heart attack, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and accident insurance, it's, it's going to be going to be painful but i mean i kind of feel like i need it you know just uh you know just because of the stage of life i'm in i mean but uh you know but when but when you get it and you get through that initial period i mean like like holly you know her her cancer treatment she had three separate critical uh, critical illness policies and they all paid off last year and she went out and i shouldn't say this but she uh but you can use the money for anything you know, and she had good, good, good group coverage. She ended up buying a car out of it. <laughs> I guess I mean, that works. Well, I mean, it's like because her group, you know, she pays so much for the group every month, but her, but her benefits kick in after first two thousand dollars out of pocket. So it's yeah. like you know, she's she's paying to get that to get that plan to cover uh, very quickly. Well, then she had like eighty thousand dollars of critical illness coverage that that all paid off last year so well you know it's it's you know it's and it's all tax-free and we just lost video yeah, uh, well i fat fingered it you know, hate it when that happens um yeah. well you know the nice thing is my dad what he put in i'm gonna say four years in the navy he, yeah. we, he, he was in during korea he was he never went over but okay. he put his time he put in his he got, he enlisted and or I don't think he got drafted, but I think he enlisted in the Navy in, in, you know, time of Korea. Well, honestly, if he didn't do that, I wouldn't be the benefactor of what's above my head <laughs> because yeah. he, all the medical stuff, he got covered a, a lot of it. I mean, probably 95% of it through the VA. Yeah. TRICARE, TRICARE with the VA is, you know, it's it's great. People knock the VA, but man, Tricare that that coverage that veterans get is. I mean, we're going into Medicare season, and as soon as I, you know, talk to somebody about uh, about uh, Medicare, and they say, "Well, I'm a veteran," and I said, "Do you have Tricare?" Yep. It's like that's the best you can get, <laughs> and there's there's really there's really no need to even talk to them about a Medicare Advantage plan or anything like that. There there are some supplemental plans that might be good depending on their circumstances but um you know it's usually the dental and vision part of it that uh that uh you know they they could use some supplemental on but you know other than that i mean that's the best deal going yeah I and mean, so it, it's nice you got all his meds covered all like oh yeah everything covered i'm like oh it was probably if i had to guess it was probably well over like 175 200 000 of stuff with all the treatments and everything else he had to go through now so i'm like oh okay yeah that works but 
Yeah, yeah, it, it was it, that is definitely, and I and I just and he did insurance for twenty five years. For uh, I think he primarily was uh, uh, homeowners and automobile. He didn't really. I don't think he did anything like the medical or anything like that. But right. he supported yeah. two families on it. Yeah. So, but well, that's yeah, one I, of those things. It's like it's a it's a bet you never want to win, but if you do, it's it's great to have it. Oh yeah, I, I I try try not to get in accidents, but I'm glad I have it insurance when I have it. Now that yeah. my daughter's going to be driving, I'm glad I actually upped my limits. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, your your daughter, you know, may not may not be as much as a concern, but man, taking from experience, when my boys were were in school and I was I was helping pay insurance for them. Oh my gosh, it was like yeah. you look for every discount you can get, like. You know, you didn't get straight A's. That's going to cost me another two hundred bucks a quarter on on your insurance, you know, or something like that. Yeah, so, I never quite understood the the grade justification, but it's it's just it's a it, again statistics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, they, they, I mean, insurance is all about statistics. I mean, and it's all about it's all about probability and well, probability part maybe more so than statistics, but you know. Um, that's something that you could really use that one class on. But uh, anyway. Well, no, I, I don't I don't want to seem like it's a negative uh, class. There's <laughs> like I, I you know what? I math was never my strong subject. So I'm kind of like, great. I have to deal with statistics. Really? I don't want to deal with yeah. statistics. That's <laughs> yeah, my sister took it and that's what she called it. Um, yeah. No. And it, it's everything's more expensive. But, you know, she wants I. I am not a big fan of the kind of car she wants to get, but I'm trying to be a little more open-minded. She wants a bug, one of the newer ones, oh, um, wow. which got good gas mileage. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of small cars. I drive a F-150 and my dry wife drives a Traverse. They're not small cars. Right. So considering what I drive at work and I see that in a bug I'm going, um, yeah, that won't be a bug after I get done hitting it. <laughs> well you know you squash bugs i mean but uh but yeah it uh you know um are they a little more high powered than the old ones uh it could be polite and wave <laughs> hey there <laughs> hey pal how you doing <laughs> i know i taught you better than that nathan uh she wants i think she wants one of the newer ones because um even a, 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 the best friend of mine, he was really into Volkswagen bugs. And even he said, when I asked him, Hey, look, you know, your niece is looking for a, a bug. He even said, they're not that they're not as powerful. The older ones aren't as powerful as the newer, yeah. newer vehicles, which makes perfect sense. They're also bigger than the old, older cars, but uh, um, she wants them. I'm like, okay, I would prefer in something slightly bigger. Uh, but you know, that's, she her goal is to be menace to society and you know drive a bug. I I made a I made a solemn vow to myself uh when I was young, like maybe 12, 12 or so. Uh, my dad had um he lived in Cal we lived in California when my sister was born, and then after I was born. We moved back to California and he had several Volkswagen bugs. 
<laughs> and lived living on the West Coast back in the 60s. Did you know that uh, that Volkswagen Bugs did not come with air conditioning? This is your air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. The crank, the crank, the 260 crank. air conditioning. Well, he, he drove that from Seattle to uh, Dallas, and um, we would have to take vacations every summer up to Minneapolis from Dallas. And, and I, was, I was always in the back seat with either my sister, well, my sister and my brother. Um, and then we had a dog, a, a dachshund that went up twice. And we have family pictures somewhere where, um, you know, the three of us are wearing shorts and all we have are just this red stripe along our legs, you know, cause, cause that's where the dog went. And I mean, I'm sitting, I'm sitting behind, uh, my old man most times and he's smoking cigarettes. So I'm, you know, he pops him, pops some things out the window and got burned several times. And, um, and then just the, the heat, you know, it's, so I just, I just kind of made us all about, I am never going to get a Volkswagen bug. Never. Not not to mention those old bugs. Where was the battery? Oh yeah. Underneath the seat. Yep. Yep. I was like, okay. Like, no, I'm, I like bugs are okay. I, I just, I vowed never to get into a small car just because they're, they're, Death traps or they're death traps. I, I even yeah. my wife had a um when we got together, she was originally driving a probably 1980s Bronco. The old yeah. like things look like a a tin can on four wheels. Um right. and then that's what she was driving, and that blew up. Mm-hmm. And she there was a diesel, mind you, diesel Ford Escort. Oh wow. Yeah. Her stepfather has four of them, and she got one of them. I'm like, okay, four of them, awesome. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. when my, you know, when my daughter was born, it was okay because we didn't really have the money to afford a new one. And then the boys were born. I'm like, no, you're not driving that death death trap with all three kids. It, it's too small. Wow. Um, so we ended up yeah. getting, <laughs> and then. <laughs> So she had the escort, and then we jumped her up to a expedition. Oh wow! So it was talk about. Uh, oh yeah, talk about uh, max maximization. Uh huh. Well, she. I was literally one step away from buying a minivan, and I said, Ooh. you know, the last ditch effort. All I'm asking. I'm not saying we're going to get it. I'm not saying no to the minivan. Get in this thing and see what you feel oh. like. Mm-hmm. And mind you, my wife is six is five foot six on a good day. And she got into that expedition looking over everybody. It was awesome. It's like, yeah. I can see over everybody. Yes, you can. That's why I like bigger vehicles. So not that, you know, they're not top heavy. Most four by fours like that are top heavy, but that's only yeah. if you flip them. Um, I'm worried about even in my truck, my F-150 that they're still a little top heavy, but they sit higher. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we went from uh, just she loved that thing. We had just got rid of that thing two years ago. So, so the boys that that's been a good good vehicle. So good deal. Yeah, it's just I don't know driving cars. I, I you know I think my daughter is not going to be happy after we after she drives it. 
I, I almost tempted down. Uh, we've got a CarMax right near us. I want to seriously take her down there going, this is a bug. Are you going to feel comfortable driving this thing on a daily basis? Because I'm not going to buy a car every two weeks because you don't like the car. Yeah. So that's what you <laughs> Sorry about that. What did I do? Where you going, Bridge? I'm still there. I guess you can edit that out. Um, oh, I don't there's, there's there's random noises and stuff. It's it's, it's apartment community. It's, it, it's kind of live. It just uploaded later. It's kind of hard to edit some stuff out. Uh, oh, that's okay. Dogs barking. I'm not. You muted it. That should be good enough. So. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I just kids and they're really. No, I'm not shushing you. I'm shushing. I the know dog. that. I'm just like I'm like really Kelly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and, you know, just to just put it in perspective. Hey, there we are. Hi. Show yourself. Say hi, Jolene. Hi, Jolene. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, she's she's not really a brainiac, but I love her. <laughs> like, look at the picture. Hi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't That's know. Pretty I, much I, it. My wife has kind of let her live and learn. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's the living part is what I'm worried about. Um, I don't know. Now, at, at least a hard top, or she want to stop? I won't let her get it. I won't let her get her something with it. The the yeah, the convertibles are are fun, but I think a hard top with some AC is going to be more beneficial than yeah. Uh, at least you got some manner of protection because those bugs don't have roll bars. Like uh, I think the Miatas got the Miatas have a a, a, a small roll bar over both seat, both uh, yeah. seat. Um, I don't know if too many cars that have a. That's really interesting bar. that you say that. Is it, it was only about two weeks ago that I even realized they still made a Miata. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was like the t- that was the prototypical '90s. Uh, you know, entry level sports car and stuff. Everybody could afford it. And Fiero, we used you know, to have the title. I, I couldn't fit into it. So I never had a desire to. And yeah, you know, just like I've never really had a desire to, you know, get a Corvette or a Lamborghini or something like that. I mean, it's like I'm, you know, I, one, I, I hate spending a lot of money on cars. I, I mean, yeah. just to me, it's like just the depreciation that you get driving a new one off the lot or even a used one, which is less. But, um, you know, that, that in and of itself is just irritating to me. So, and then if I'm going to have to, if I'm going to have to take a haircut on something that, uh, nowadays, you know, the stuff I want are probably in the sixties. That's uh, like, when I got my <laughs> truck and, you know, got going on five years ago now, I think. Yeah. I think it was about five years ago. Uh, I paid 45. Yeah. But yeah, it's not well, too that's, far off. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking at is an F-150. But, you know, and again, they run the count of gamut of, uh, you know, options and stuff well, like that. But but I mean, you know. I wanted that. I remember not an argument, but a discussion. My wife told me, it's like, you don't need a truck. Um, okay. Until <laughs> you have to move something. Um. And I'm, you know, I'm happy. I got one with four doors. It works. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I didn't care about the, uh, the, um, 
backup camera it wasn't a deal breaker because i drive in yeah. f350 and f 450 at work i'm going if i need a camera to back up a vehicle it's a nice perk but i shouldn't be driving the vehicle yeah <laughs> um yeah that's kind of what i feel too i mean but they are nice oh yeah back i love in hindsight after in my wife's car it's got a nice big seven inch screen having a backup mm -hmm. camera would have been nice but yep. you know like i said i drive big trucks for work and it's like i i can't there are some people that just cannot transition from like a small car to a big truck like that i drive mm -hmm. a truck and i go to a bigger truck so i kind of know and knock on wood i haven't hit anything yet usually going forward I'm trying to yeah. squeeze a f-450 between a truck and another car not so much but <laughs> i think well, I'm, I'm, I'm like you i'm like you i like to be able to see over or see yeah. over the road and stuff i don't i you know i feel like the lower you go i mean you know it's just physics right i mean if somebody hits you that's taller than you you're you're probably going to be the one that gets the worst of it um, so i mean it kind of evens out the uh kind of evens out the playing field is if you're a little higher up off the road in my opinion well it's one of my wife the other day was just like i don't think i could have done the uh the um suburban the Chevy Suburban. Mm -hmm. I'm going, yeah, I can see that. But the Tahoe, you'd probably like the Tahoe. We actually were going to buy one, but she, we found the Traverse looking for a yeah. Tahoe, no doubt. But um, I like the I like the height of the Tahoe and I like the look of it. Mm -hmm. But at fifty five, sixty thousand dollars, yeah, I can like it a lot less. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm just like, yeah, no, so. We haven't really talked about a lot about the whole kids thing, but there hasn't been too much in the <coughs> in the news other than oh, that was it. Biden, he signed that law about the abortions. I'm like, good luck with that. I, you know, I I, I saw that, and um, and it's like, I'm like, well, you know, that's a, you know, people are are saying there's, uh, you know, symbolic and and. You know, it's, you know, it's shown him being tough against the Supreme Court. But, you know, here's here's my point. How are you going to codify? And I, I guess I don't understand the whole idea of codifying it at a national level, because that was the whole thing that the Supreme Court ruled on, because it's not an enumerated power or a enumerated right in the Constitution. Um, you know, that's why they're sending it back to the states. I mean, it's uh, where it should be. I don't. Well, it, and, it, and it should be, but I guess what I'm saying is that I don't know how him signing an executive order or, or whatever he signed last week about enabling access to abortions and access and, and making sure that people aren't going to get, you know, uh, arrested for going across straight state lines. I and mean, that doesn't happen anyway. I mean, it's like, you know, we're not going to have checkpoints at the airports or checkpoints at the state borders, you know, for people wanting to go, go do, um, go do abortions. But, you know, again, it's just, it's, it's the facilities are what are what is being regulated and that should be regulated by the states. Yeah. Well, so I, I mean, I, I see that he's trying to do something to appease his base, but I just think it's just largely symbolic. I don't think, I don't think even if he did sign something, but, was well, I, I just went 
my whole thing with any of with any right it's just i just wish like the, you know the supreme court order basically ruled on you know whatever they ruled on and it's like can we just accept the fact that they ruled on it i i like i i, well, I understand that they they that it's not going to be uh, it's going to be upsetting to some people but it's like okay just accept it please well, uh, but unfortunately, but unfortunately, it's it's not. I mean, it's like red meat to dogs. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I've never seen I've never seen a generation of people that feel like it must be made easier to go kill babies. And, and I I say that as a white straight male mm-hmm. who, you know, who really has no uh, I mean, I, I understand the concept of protection. I understand the concept of, of, you know, young kids and the heat of the moment and stuff. But, you know, w- with all the other diseases that are sexually transmitted, you would think that, you know, um, people that get together would, you know, be wanting to make sure that their partner protects them from those things. Because if, again, they're not waiting for marriage, you know, guess what? They're probably not waiting for marriage with anybody else either. So it's like, you know, I, I just don't see why, um, why there can't be just a, a part of the country that says, not like Texas. I mean, Texas is saying, you know, this is how we believe and, you know, we're not going to have abortions. And, you know, if it, if it becomes a matter of statewide importance, I guess the Democrats will elect a, a Democratic governor and they'll, and they'll run it through and, and get it passed. Right. I mean, the other the other thing, I was talking to my coworker the other day, and uh, he we basically kind of ag- agree on a lot of things. Uh, and but it was one of the things I think what this thing should do is make it where people have to take responsibility for one's actions. Yes, I totally agree with that. And, and, that, and that's why I think it put it should be putting it back on, whether it be Second Amendment stuff, the abortion thing. Can we take responsibility for our actions? Yeah. Now, see, that that to me is is logical. And it's something that, you know, if you can be creative about it. Um, OK, say a couple of high school kids are in Texas. I mean, we'll just use Texas as, as the example. How about, you know, making it. Um, a, uh, a, a a law. I mean, I, I happen to think I've seen variations of this, um, but these people that want to uh, want to either force all males to get uh, vasectomies at age twelve. I mean, that's that's crazy. That that's um, a good way to do population control and be an end to your society. Well, there's that, but I don't have a problem with saying okay. Um, you know, young man and young woman get together and they have, they create a child and we can't have a, we can't have have an abortion in the state, but you know what? We can, we can track Johnny Smith or whatever their name is and basically start garnishing wages as soon as they're in a, in a position to uh, start finding a job and stuff. I, I think that's, I think that's perfectly legitimate. Right. Um, you know, and we've, we, we've sort of 
Uh, I mean, I hate to think that the, the government has to be the nanny state like that, but at the same time, it's, um, uh, I, I, I mean, it, you know, until people start, you know, taking a real, real tough love approach with their kids and, you know, threatening them with consequences if they get somebody, get somebody pregnant, I mean, I, I don't know what else to do. Well, but, there's also a... <laughs> things have changed you're you're an older parent i'm still a parent uh apparently uh so a lot of it stems from uh the the parenting parenting it's like okay i have two boys Mm -hmm. i'm like i flat out told them i and i don't think they quite grasp i'm like i told them to keep it in their pants i kind of looked at me quizzically like what do you mean yeah yeah i'll explain later um (laughs) But, you know, and it's and one of the things my wife and I do, and it drives my daughter absolutely batshit crazy, is we, we don't hide sex. We don't hide yeah. talking about it. Mm-hmm. In fact, we go out of our way to embarrass my daughter about it. You know, but at least we're not hiding it. And I think some, either their younger parents are... I hate to use the word uneducated, but it fits. I, I don't think they're educated well enough in everyday life to kind of explain it to them. They, they still think in this day and age of what we do that they can't talk about it with their kids. You, you gotta have to be able to. You can't leave it up to the schools because they're going to switch it one way. You know, I think yeah. they're going to make it go one way or the other. And then as a parent, I have to go, no, <laughs> this is what's going on. And I think that's what it comes down to is parenting. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, you just, you said it a few minutes ago, actions, consequences. Yeah. You got to be able to take, do that. I, you know, it's even as a young kid, I didn't grasp the whole thing of actions versus consequences. I'm like, oh, now I do. There you go. Um, well, let me let me just kind of just kind of uh, you you brought to mind a, a conversation I had with my older son before he went to school, and he was he was in love. He he had a girlfriend, his first girlfriend, and he ended up following her to the same school and you know taking the same degree program. It was just like, and I I knew they were having sex, and um, I cautioned him while they were in high school and stuff about spending too much time together and stuff like that. And it, it didn't really seem to take hold. And finally, a few days before he left, left for college, I, I went to the store. I bought, uh, I bought a few things. It's like here. And I, I, I told him to come upstairs. I wanted, I wanted to talk to him one on one on one. And I, I shut the door behind me and I pulled a couple things out, pulled out a box of condoms and a bunch of green bananas. Okay. <laughs> I, I said, Patrick, I mean, I, mean I, I told him, I want to, I want to make sure you know how to protect yourself. Okay. Okay. Show me the, show me how you put this thing on a green banana. And I had like six in the bunch and I made him go through all six. And when I was satisfied that he knew how to put one on, I said, do you know why I did this? He says, no, not really. It's like, okay. I, I, you know, years ago, I was your age. I was 17, 18 years old, getting ready to follow my girlfriend off to college. Yeah. 
Okay. I know you guys are having sex and I know you guys will have more sex at college. Okay. I have, I have created a trust for you. That's going to cover all of, all of your, all of your, um, your financial requirements at school. But if you get your girlfriend pregnant or if you propose to her, I'm going to cut you off right then and there because I'm not, I'm not supporting a family in school. And he says, you do that to your son. It's like Uh in a heartbeat. And you know what? It's in my name only. So it's like your mom. Well, she probably had to divorce me, which she did anyway. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's in my name. So I have control over it. So you better think long and hard and keep the rest of those condoms and I'll keep the rest of the green bananas. And sure enough, you know, he didn't get her pregnant and he didn't get, he didn't get engaged to her. So, I mean, it's an extreme, it's an extreme situation. And what I would also say is that I didn't have to have that same conversation with my younger son because he, he, he had girlfriends, but I could just tell that he was more focused on his long-term goals, both in high school and in college. And I didn't, I didn't see that, that, um, that being a danger for him. I mean, and that I, people could say I've maybe trusted him too much, but he's, he's done, he's done well. If you prove yeah. it, what's it matter? No, so, I mean, I, I didn't. That's, yeah. That's awesome. That's the way and, it should be. Well, I, I, I don't know because my ex thought I was just being a, being a, an ass, uh, an ass. Yeah. I said, well, we'll see it. We'll see if he follows through and, you know, and again, I, I hate to tell her I told you so, but you know, I told her so. So. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I haven't got, you know, they're just now coming into the puberty kind of thing with the, the, with my two boys, my daughter yard pretty much hit it, but You know, I, I joke with my kids and, you know, kind of like, like yesterday, my daughter comes in and gives me a hug. I'm like, I go, I'm like, honey, she's hugging me. Uh, but, yeah. I, you know, I joke with her, but, you know, I, there, there's a certain trust you have to kind of be with your kids. Sure. My sister doesn't like the way we're raising my kids. But uh, then again, my sister can pound sand because they're my kids, not hers. Um, Thank you. Uh, yes. So it's like. I, I was like, I, I, I can't. I may not be a strict parent. I'm strict enough where it's like, okay, I I'm lucky enough where I haven't really had to punish any of my kids excessively. Yeah. You know, what my young, my, the oldest of the boys, a little bit of an issues here and there, but you know, take this away kind of, and he understands it's like, okay, now you understand what's going on. My other son, I look at him and goes, I screwed up. Didn't I? Uh Uh-huh. And he knows. See, <laughs> see, you know, you you preface this by saying that you're you, you're not too strict. I mean, I don't think I don't think you have to be strict. I think you have to be. I think you have to know your kids, and you have to know what what uh, what speaks to them in terms of how you discipline and how you uh, communicate to them. Um, you know, I could never do, I could never have that kind of conversation with my dad. I mean, because he was just, um, you know, he was, I think I asked him about sex one time and he said, play football. You'll, you'll have all the girls you ever want. It's like, good talk, man. Um, <laughs> you know, that helped. and I, and I just, you know, again, 
knowing your kids and knowing what motivates them and, and what your expectations are of them. And that's what I'm leading up to here is it sounds like, you know, you've got that with each of your individual children, they all have their unique needs and, and triggers of, of what gets through to them. And I think that's what, that's what I'm seeing that parents don't spend enough time developing. And uh, because, you know, you can't be their friend all the time. I mean, you don't have to be an ogre. You don't have to be a tyrant, but you can't also be their friend all the time because again, they're, they're young, they're inexperienced, stupid, bullheaded a lot of times. And if you don't, if you don't find some way to get through to them, either softly or progressively more harder, I mean, you're going to feel like a failure if they do something that, you know, is a, you know, is a life-changing decision, like getting somebody pregnant. Um, (laughs) I'm also the type of parent that I flat out told my daughter when she was old enough to comprehend it. It's like, if you do something stupid, which involves you getting an arrest, you will spend the night in jail. I'll pay the fine. Yeah. And I've told my boys the same thing. I don't care. You do something stupid, you end up getting arrested, you will in, stay in jail for a day. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and again, that, that, sort of, that sort of leads me into something that I've, I've been troubled about for a long time. I, um, I, I, I certainly, and, and you know, you have your background in law enforcement. Um, what's the deal with, um, with this... Um, this idea that it's good to talk back to police officers, or if you get pulled over, run away from police officers. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to use my words real carefully, but I mean, I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I and see it all the time. It's hilarious. I, I, well, it's not hilarious when, when somebody ends up getting killed over it, but it's, it's, I just don't understand. You know, I understand that there's a, an element where some people don't have a strong adult role model in their life to teach them that's that's not right but then there's also the then there's also the thing that gets me is that i mean you hear it in music you hear it in you see it in 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 movies and stuff that um you know why is why is that some somebody's idea of a good idea well i mean I think it has stemmed from I, I let me preface this. So in the state of California, I can't speak to other states. They actually have it codified in the penal code that the age of knowing the difference between right and wrong. Can you guess the age? Uh, 21. 14. Oh, wow. Oh, my. It's codified. In oh, the wow. penal code. And I'm that looking at this seems... going, I knew what, what right and wrong was when I was eight. It's like you respect the police, you respect the somebody of authority. And, um, and that has been lost. And unfortunately, it, it's been probably rampant through law enforcement. It just with the advent of the body cams and back in 2006 when, or seven when the iPhone came out. Yeah. What does everybody have nowadays when there's cops involved? 
Sure, their phones, yeah. Their phones, so they're constantly they're here, yeah. yeah, let's record all this. I'm like, oh for God's sakes, people. Anyway, um, and the cops haven't done themselves any favors. Um right. I, I, I say this with loving and respect of my brother-in-law. He is an asshole. He's also one of the best cops I know. Um <laughs> he he doesn't pull any punches. He does it, he treats people with respect. He he in turn expects the respect to be given back to him. Yeah. That is a lot of what I think a lot of law enforcement people have forgotten is, you know, what you, you get the respect you you give. It's like if you're gonna treat somebody like you're an asshole, then you gotta you, you can't expect them not to treat you back the same way. Um, I don't. Well put. Well put. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, no, I mean it's 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 legitimate. It goes both ways, of course. Yeah, and it, and it just and it's rather frustrating. And I know cops. I've had I've had two of my uncles were law enforcement. My brother in law is law enforcement. Hell, I went up. I was a role player up at the police academy, and I get cops that look at me, remembering who I was. I'm like, have I arrested you yet? Uh, no, because I've never been arrested. Uh, you may have remember me from the police academy or whatever. And is I'm like, mind you, the one that incident I can think of. Cop is six foot five, big old burly sheriff deputy. Looks at me or is looking down at me, going, "Hi." Do I know you? <laughs> can, um, maybe. And it's usually a negative interaction was it, they was, you know, arrest. And it's like, but I never got arrested. It was from a police academy where I was a an asshole. Um, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better okay. term. But it was in a controlled thing is as a role player, I looked at role playing as you're going, criminals are not going to comply with you. Okay. That doesn't give you carte blanche to treat them like crap. Yeah. No. Um, and I and I've seen it. I, I case in point, I did a ride along a, a, a city. It's about an hour from from where I'm at at Fairfield. Now, mm-hmm. Fairfield, if you, you, I don't know if you've ever been down there. It is not exactly a polite city. <laughs> Let's just put it that okay. way. It's where, it's where okay. Travis Air Force Base is. Um, okay. I went on a ride along with this cop and, you know, initial reactions wasn't, was fine. I can't remember his name. I wouldn't even say it if I did, but we go out to a domestic violence call. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So kind of gets you a picture of what's going on. Males, got, the male person's gone, female victims crying, this, that, the other. And, you know, typical victims, you don't they may not be forthcoming with information or much less want to press charges. The reason being financially supported, emotionally supported. You have all these factors that go into when, you know, a person's been a victim of domestic violence, male or female. Yes. Male. Some people have the stigma that males can't be a a domestic violence victim. You need to get educated. However, so this woman didn't want to press charges. This cop literally yelled at this victim. It's like, if you didn't want to press charges, why'd you call us? I'm like, oh my gosh. You dumbass. Well. Anyway, but I'm just the ride along. I bit my tongue. I, hindsight, I probably should have said something. Well. Um, but it just like, and that, then those are the bad cops. But it also gets back to the cameras. Is the cops are finally being caught doing shitty things. 
Yeah. You know, the body camera, the people that wanted to get the body cameras were, they wanted to push the body cameras to try and catch the cops doing wrong. Yeah. Well, the same thing goes with the cops that are doing good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mike, how do you want to enter this? My wife wanted to know if I wanted her melon. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> wow, that's a way to greet me in the morning. But anyway, so that's what it comes back to. Well, uh, it could have been could have been worse, Mike. She could have had a bunch of peaches. <laughs> True, uh, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's seriously, what it is is like you know, these cops just don't want to be pleasant to people. And, and, yeah. and that's what that, that's what making it is. And these stupid idiots that do these videos of, you know, that, you know, I'm not going to comply with you unless I'm like, you know, I've been, you know, uh, was it for not probable cause reasonable suspicion. Yeah. And then they've got these other idiots that are out there and there's like, well, I'm just walking around recording outside a facility. Yeah. Mind you, yeah. legally, they are correct that they can go and film outside yep. a locked facility government yep. building yep. on a publicly accessible sidewalk yep and they and they go out there they're doing something lawful and these cops get in the mindset it, even when up in the police academy I, I see it every single time when i do scenarios is well you look suspicious so i have a right to contact you uh and I have a right to ID you. I'm going, no, you don't. I mean, in, in, at least in California, I think a couple other states, you are not required to carry, have a physical ID with you if you are not driving a vehicle. Right. And at most, I preface that. What the hell did you do? Buy the whole store? No, but she doesn't know how to make multiple trips. Anyway, sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> not at all. Um, not at all. But, you know, but you do have to, whether you give them a false name, that's your own stupidity, but you do have to identify yourself. Yeah. Like, that's it. You basically have to do your first name, last name. That to me is ID mm -hmm. somebody. They may want extra thing. And what so many people are worried about nowadays is having an ID, you get run through a database. You get run through multiple databases for wants, warrants, yeah. you know, yeah. parking ticket, whatever. Um, yeah. And they want to know the information. I personally don't really care if I get pulled over here. I'm a dumbass. Here's my license, registration, proof of insurance. You know, and I've gotten out of more tickets because I was just going, I'm a dumbass here. I mean, yeah. I get to go happily about my way. My wife, on the other hand, uses CHP as target practice. Um, <laughs> I'll explain that one in a second. Um, but, and that's what just, everybody thinks they're, they're internet lawyers. And that's why, I understand where some of these audited the internet auditors or police auditors, I'm like, they're trying to root out the bad cops. And sure. sometimes they actually have rooted out some really bad cops because mm -hmm. they're, they're abusing their authority. They must've been bullied or beat up too much as a kid, but um, yeah, that's well, that's why the, that's why there's such an uprising in the running from the cops, this side or the other, you know, like driving while black is another thing that keeps on coming up. It's yeah. like, yeah. I don't care if you're pink, black white black pink purple polka dots if you're driving 90 miles an hour in a a you know a 50 miles an hour you're getting arrested yeah uh that's just me sorry the chp comment i think i told you before my wife was driving in my old truck 
and I had a one of the big cups you get from like Taco Bell with soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's driving on the freeway and the wind swirled up in the back of my truck because I didn't have it covered and it hit a CHP dead center on the windshield. <laughs> so my wife didn't skip a beat. Uh, she said, actually, uh, I was using it for target practice. I'm like, you did not just say that to a CHP. <laughs> she did and got out of the ticket because she, she made the cop laugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, it, that's, that's the thing with some cops is they have a, some of them have a sense of humor. Yeah. And, and if you're just going to be compliant with a cop and not be a, a schmuck, it's like, you will be amazed that you will probably get out of tickets Hey, there's a thing that you can probably find it up online. There was a video of uh, a commissioner or a supervisor or something like that. I forget what state. I think it's Midwest somewhere. Where, yeah, I run the county. That's what he told the trooper. Oh wow! And because he was driving, he was driving like 92 and a. I got to look it up. I don't really care, but he was driving like 92 and a a 65 or something like that in a Ferrari. Sure. And the oh. trooper pulled him over, and I'm like. Uh, yeah, I run the I run the county. Okay, I don't care who the hell you are. Here's your ticket. Press hard three copies. Um, yeah. But and that is just the flippant attitude. And again, cops aren't helping themselves. But why they run? I understand your logic of you're running. You're running from a cop could potentially you know kill somebody in a vehicle or pedestrian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. I know in California the only agency. I believe that doesn't have a specific like vehicle pursuit policy is um, CHP. And the reason mm-hmm. being is a lot of the local agencies and other agencies in California have a really a strict no pursuit policy. The reason why the California Higher Patrol didn't is they didn't want to give the perception that anybody could run from them. Yeah. So there's still pursuits. Don't get me wrong, but they have policies in place because of that. But right. I, I don't know why these guys want to audit. I, I kind of laugh at it for comic relief. Um, it's like, what do you pull me? You know, get out of the car. There are some states that a cop can legally ask you to get out of a car. They don't have to give you a reason. Yeah. Um, I know there's another law in California. When you're getting arrested, the arresting officer, detective, whatever you want to, whatever, has to tell you why you're under arrest. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to tell you why you're getting pulled over. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, well, you need to tell me why I'm getting pulled over. Uh, not really. Um, if you're a, a, a decent smart cop, I pulled you over because of, A, license, registration, proof of insurance. You know, but some of them are just, they, they minute they get somebody that doesn't want to comply with their lawful, their lawful orders, because somebody thinks their rights are being violated. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm going, can you just shut your pie hole and just do what he asks? It's like there's a there's an old saying that I didn't learn until I was way out of uh, you know the uh, the age where it probably made a lot of sense to do so, but it's it's kind of taken on a new meaning for me lately. It's just and it's basically just because you can do something doesn't always mean you should do it. Oh, I've been coming and up I think, several times. And I think that's a great, that's, that's, that can cover a litany of situations like that. And especially when you're having conversations with your kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because again, the whole, 
like you had said before, you know, the sovereign citizen people, the the people who just say, well, I'm I'm within my First Amendment rights to uh, to film you, you cops, or film your your facility, even though it does seem a little creepy. Again, just because you can legally do something yeah, doesn't definitely. always mean you should. Well, and, yeah, I, I mean, it's and that's I, I, yeah. People are just gonna people want to stir the pot, and they again yeah. get back to this conversation: actions, consequence. Yeah, yeah. Give my it's really simple being a parent, isn't it? <laughs> I have. My, oh <laughs> it can be real simple. We we well, tend to overcomplicate it a lot. Well, it, it's you know it's like perfect good uh, indication. My sister, love her to death. She's my sister. So my cat, we've had her. When did we get the cat? We got her month and a half ago, two months ago, maybe. Two months. So we got our cat two months ago. Yeah. So my sister comes in. We finally we're we're finally getting to the point where we can kind of pick her up. Because she was a she was a uh, a stray, we don't know if she mm-hmm. was mishandled. We're trying to build the trust up, as you should with any animal. Oh yeah, to be able to do that. Well, my sister, in her stubborn infinite wisdom, comes in and picks up our cat. I have never seen my cat yowl and growl and hiss more than that day. And then my sister has the audacity to tell me, "You need to pick her up more." We just started picking her up. <laughs> it's like, don't come into my house, pick up my cat, and then tell me how to raise my cat. <laughs> it's like, well, kind of like don't tell, don't don't listen to her advice about how to raise your kids too. Sounds like uh, yeah, I've got, uh, pretty much told my sister. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I, I have ignored my sister without really having to tell her that because my kids are <laughs> yeah, pretty decent. They get under her house, which is fine. They leave their iPads here. My sister is the one taking responsibility for, you know, having them do activities. I'm like, okay. Then, yep. then I've got my nephew who likes to torment my children. Oh, mm, boy. But in a good way. Torment. Okay. <laughs> he just turned 22, so he's a he, he's still a kid himself. Okay. But I, so it's like, you and my sister got scratched. I'm like, as she should have, because like you just, can you, Pat didn't want to be picked up. You should have learned. She only she done, did it once, she did it twice. Yeah. Going, did you not get it the right the first time? The cat didn't want to be picked up. Live and learn. Anyway, so she hasn't been back since, but we've uh, had to pick up the. Will you quit fat finger and the mute and the? He muted me. There you are. Not only muted me and you killed the video. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Come here, kind. Give me hold on to you. I I can't get. Oh. Sorry. Back to this fast. Okay, there you are. Hey, there you go. Yeah, hi. Sorry, got a call from got a call from Holly. She's about ready to get picked up. Oh, okay. Where? Well, we can cut it in. It's just, we've been on it for almost two hours. So. Okay. All right, sir. <laughs> well, we got a lot to catch up on. I mean, hopefully, uh, going forward, we're going to be a little more regular. From yeah, um, and, and it's I, all on my stuff. I'm I'm really not doing anything until I go to Maine in three weeks. So okay. That means it's uh, so be a little more regular on the schedule. Uh, just a little bit of house cleaning. Um, I don't. I've been using Zoom. It's still through the organization. Apparently, they haven't stopped me from using it. 
Um, okay. However, one as a backup, uh, have, do you have a Discord account or anything like that? Um, I don't think so, but I, I mean, I if collect I collect apps and accounts and stuff like with, <laughs> like uh, you know, I, I I mean, my phone runs so hot because I've got all these apps pulling battery power, and I have no well, idea. I reboot mine every couple of days. Anyway, if you have time in your busy schedule, um, just as a backup in case they do take the Zoom away, the Discord is another option they offer. They offer video. Oh yeah, I do have Discord. Okay, so I think I don't know uh, the account, so I'll uh, let me let me go investigate that, and I can send you my credentials if I need okay. a login credential or something. Yeah, I know I have a different one for the show than I do on my regular Discord, but uh, yeah, just in case because I don't know how much longer this is going to go. I stopped paying for it okay. unless they renewed it and i didn't realize it but i'll have to check um anyway uh go get your wife and i will see you in a week maybe two if depending on schedules okay see you next sunday <laughs> all right mike have bye. good, good catching up yep you too take care bye bye thanks for staying and listening today if you'd like to get a hold of myself i can be reached at area code 707-385-9698 Please leave a voicemail or send a text. I can also be reached at digitalagedescendants at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening. Hello, and thanks again for listening. If you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify doesn't currently allow ratings. So if you could leave me and or Mike a rating, tell us how you like the show, that would be awesome. Thanks for listening.